Welcome to By the Fire. I'm your host, Dave Smale, and this is Captured. Chapter 13. Where's the Holy Ghost? The chaplain had been misleading, which didn't surprise Raoul. There were indeed two services on Sunday morning, but there was no way for Raoul to support either one. The first was a Catholic service. Chaplain Brown led the service wearing a green floor-length priestly robe, embroidered with an oversized golden cross that ran from neck to thigh. Brown delivered every part of the service with strict adherence to some preset schedule. The RMD's junior personnel were stationed on either side of Brown, handing him various items as if on cue. Raoul recalled the times his abuela had taken him to Mass. She'd always dropped him off at the children's Sunday school. Now that he was sitting through a Mass as an adult, it was all he could do to stay awake. Every word Brown spoke had no vocal inflection. Hardly anyone was in the audience, maybe ten people, including himself. And no wonder, it was almost as exciting as a trip to the podiatrist. True to his word, Raoul hung around for the second service, which was for Protestants, and also led by Chaplain Brown. Raoul was dumbfounded that the same minister would be allowed to lead services for essentially two different religions. But he figured the Navy handled it the same way they handled any other qualification. If you were able to convince a qualified friend to initial your syllabus, you could qualify to do just about anything. It was so common, the Navy had a term for it. Gun decking. At least this service has a worship band, Raoul thought. To their credit, the musicians were relatively talented. But it sounded as if someone had instructed them to play with no passion. No one in the audience clapped their hands during the up-tempo song, nor lifted their hands in worship for the slower one. The chaplain preached a sermon that was identical to the homily he'd delivered in the Catholic service, the only difference being a few vocal inflections and a really awful joke right in the middle. In this service, there were only seven people in attendance. It was then that Raoul realized Matt was right. The chaplain saw Raoul's Bible study as competition. The old man was jealous. Raoul had more people in one of his Bible studies than both these church services combined. As the second service concluded, Raoul knew he couldn't stomach six months' worth of them. They were unbelievably boring, as dry and dead as a pile of charred sticks. He recalled Chaplain Brown mentioned something about a lay-led service. He had no idea what that meant, but he did learn that the service was to be held at 15.30, which was in three hours. He wondered if that service would make up for the other two. Thankfully, there were no flight ops for the next two days while the ship transited the Atlantic. To his astonishment, the lay-led service was the worst of all. Though it had by far the most attendees, 70 or 80. Once it began, it was total chaos. Raoul couldn't figure out who was in charge. 
Then again, perhaps that was why it was called lay-led. Anyone could participate, whether they were part of the RMD or not, or whether they were a Christian or not. In other words, laymen. The song service was like listening to an R&B album, complete with singers taking turns soloing. Raoul acknowledged that he had no musical ability, but he was sure that the keyboard player hadn't played a proper chord the entire time. It sounded as if he were playing keys at random, or maybe just laying his forearms across them. Everyone was dancing, both in the choir and in the audience. After the 45-minute pandemonium disguised as song service, things calmed down and a man stood up to speak, though the keyboardist never stopped tinkering around in the background. It was very distracting. All the speaker did was read a scripture and sit back down. Then a woman got up and gave a lengthy introduction for another woman they were about to hear a sermon from. The introducer went on about how blessed the audience was to be hearing such an anointed prophetess and evangelist today. She had allegedly been ordained by Jesus himself, who showed up in person to anoint her to preach and prophesy. She described him as wearing a gold and purple robe with skin as dark as night and long flowing dreadlocks. Jesus got dreads? Wow, who knew? Raoul thought. After only a few minutes, Raoul realized her quote-unquote sermon was anything but anointed. It was more like motivational speaking one might hear in a late-night infomercial. She spoke mostly of self-empowerment, mixing in civil rights, inequality, and women's rights rhetoric. She failed to mention the gospel, salvation, Jesus, or God. None of it related to the scripture that had been read at the beginning. Fully disgusted, Raoul snuck out quietly. He felt helpless. He had come to love his Bible studies, preparing each with genuine passion. The sessions were informative and exciting. There was laughter and sometimes tears as people shared their hopes, dreams, struggles, prayer needs, and victories. But most of all, God was there, as if the Holy Spirit showed up in person. Raoul could feel it, and there was evidence of it. Souls were saved. How else could one explain that a hardened cholo, just a year prior, was now leading people to Jesus? It had to be God's doing, not Raoul's. Trading it for either the dead religion or the religious insanity he'd seen today was simply out of the question. Regardless of how many people showed up to each service, the most glaring absentee was the Spirit of God. How in the world had it come to this? Things were going so well, and then it dawned on him. Who must have reported him to the chaplain to begin with? Smitty. Anger welled up inside of him at the mere possibility. His fist clenched and his heart raced. Psychotic thoughts invaded his mind. He pictured himself beating Smitty to a bloody pulp. He hadn't had such thoughts in a long time. He had to get control of his emotions. Raoul stopped, leaned against a bulkhead, and took three consecutive deep breaths. He remembered what Matt had said. 
This was a test of his faith. He didn't want to fail. He prayed quietly until his heart rate normalized. God, I forgive him, Raoul whispered, then repeated the phrase again and again and kept going until he had said it seven times and was certain that he meant it. I forgive Smitty. Lord, I don't even know for sure it was him. Forgive me for my crazy thoughts. Raoul continued down the passageway. He was hungry and checked his watch. Dinner, or chow, wasn't for another half hour, so he had a choice, go back to his berthing and wait, or go to the galley and wait in line. He chose the latter and made for the galley. His mind wandered as he walked. He may not have the education level of the chaplain, or the musical talent of the song service musicians, but he had a personal relationship with Jesus, the one person who needed to be in every one of those services he'd been to but was noticeably absent. He felt in his soul that he knew what he was supposed to do now. He must restart those Bible studies right away. Lost in thought, he didn't notice the person coming down the perpendicular passageway. They collided, Raoul's much larger size knocking them back. As they stumbled and fell, he reflexively reached out and grabbed their arm. Her arm. His eyes widened. It was Roxy. Oh, sorry. You okay? He asked. He couldn't help but smile each time he saw her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you totally scared me. Sorry, I was in my own world. He realized he was still holding her arm. He quickly let go and took a step back. You look a little too happy for knocking me over, she quipped. Hey, I caught you before you landed. She nodded. Indeed, he had. So, she said, you're really not going to do any more Bible studies? There was a hint of sadness in her voice. He laughed. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Hello? Did you receive the documents I sent? The Arabian voice asked just above a whisper, though clearly commanding. Yes, the other Arabian voice answered. Is the informant cooperating? Yes, he has been very helpful. And you will be there on the appointed day? I will do my best. Your best? There are a few matters to see to when crossing borders, but fear not, we have plenty of time. Fear not? With whom do you think you are speaking? The voice was no longer whispering. It is you that should be fearful. Perhaps I should seek out less expendable help. No, 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 please, I... Do you disrespect me and not address me by my proper title? Forgive me, my prince, I would never... With a click, the line went dead. You've been listening to By the Fire, and I really hope you enjoyed what you heard. Why don't you let me know, one way or the other? Leave me a review on Apple or on Podchaser. Or you can send me an email, info at davesmail.com. Also, if you go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, you'll get a free novella, Safe House. I'll be back next week 
with another chapter of Captured. So until then, thanks again and God bless. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.